Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter where you are, no matter what time it is, it's a great day to be serving the Lord. Welcome to the Go Ye There podcast for the last time. I'm your host, Leland Johnson, and we are so happy to have you as our listener. So, let me get this right. You started a business, and your business is to help missionaries spread the gospel. Let's head into the open. In his third letter, John praises a man who appears to be a layman for the blessing that he's been to those in ministry. He says in verse 5 and 6 of 3 John, Beloved, Thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom, if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. You know, there's just something special about people who make it their business to see the gospel spread around the world. It's even more special when those people are not called to traditional ministry, but they're called all the same. It proves that God's calling goes far beyond the title of pastor or missionary. In today's episode, we're going to talk with Eddie Wilson about his company, Christian Media International. Let's get started. Eddie Wilson is the founder of Christian Media International. CMI is a company that's at the forefront of teaching God's servants how to use media effectively to reach this culture. Eddie, it's great to have you with us today to talk about CMI. Thank you. It's really good to be with you. Let me start off by asking you, what exactly is Christian Media International? Sure. Christian Media International is really a byproduct of, of a desire that God placed in my heart uh, about Eight years ago, I was working in secular media, managing television and radio stations around the country, and uh, really had an emptiness and uh, really felt his call to do more. And so after being in secular television and radio, I went back to Bible college and got a degree in theology, and, and God started working in my heart using all the things that I had learned, all the relationships that I had. And so when Christian Media International was founded, it really was a church planning tool, because I believe that in order to affect culture, you had to have some entrance into mass media. We believe that it takes mass media to change a culture. And so as I began to use it, started putting out television broadcasts around the world, we found that church planning was a byproduct of that result. And so we started putting out broadcasts in India. And then we, st we set up a call center, and people started responding. And then we had faithful soul winners um, respond and go meet with those people. And then we started finding areas all over India that really didn't have a gospel-preaching church in their area. And so then we would start working with local pastors and men that had been called to preach and to pastor. And so then we started forming churches. And so it's been an interesting evolution of, of what got started from the beginning, because it was really just God kind of illuminating the next step on the path, and the path was, let's put a broadcast out uh, with some of the relationships I had, and then the next step was planting churches, and then the next step after that was teaching missionaries around the world how to use media, or pastors around the world how to use media, 
to influence their area, their region, their country. And so Christian Media International right now, we produce programming out of Atlanta, Georgia, in 15 different languages. We're in 85 countries and work with national pastors, with American missionaries uh, in all of those countries to ultimately spread the gospel much broader than maybe a missionary would have seen possible when they first went to the field or, or a national pastor would have seen possible without the use of media. And so sometimes we'll partner with that local pastor or missionary to take their programming and put it on, or we may use a national or a preacher and then draw all the responses back to a central hub so that we're constantly driving more leads, more converts, more opportunities to the local church. And so kind of the byproduct of all of that is we have to train those who don't have a lot of training for it. So we have a full staff that that, uh, travels around the world. We have a mobile studio, uh, actually multiple mobile studios that can go into different countries and set up and record programming. And then we're constantly cultivating relationships with national governments, national television and radio outlets. And then we also uh, own about 14 radio stations uh, outside of the United States and I think we're at uh, three television stations now. So that's kind of the ministry in a nutshell. Wow, I have a feeling that you just blew the mind of most of the people that we have listening. And if they're a lot like me, they're sitting and saying, wow, uh, what exactly do I do as a missionary? It's opening up an area that a lot of people have never even thought about. So if I'm a missionary on the field— what services do you provide to help me, or what do I need to do in order to prepare myself to use a service like yours? Sure. We have right now 12 countries that have, have come to us by way of television or the national government has come to us saying, can you provide Christian programming for us? And so out of those 12 countries, we're actively looking for for pastors to represent that need. So if if it's one of those 12 countries, then obviously there's a need that's already been created. But if it's not one of those 12, for instance, I'm working with a pastor in Guyana right now, and he said, I really want to, I really would like to create a television broadcast that can cover my city. And so I said, well, here's the deal. We'll partner with you. I want you to go after and start talking to a couple of television stations. We identified a few of them. And he went to them and said, if I had funding, if I had great programming, you know, what could I do to partner with you, this big television outlet? And uh, and then they came back to him and said, here's how we work. Well, then, you know, we've gotten on the phone multiple times with them, helped him through that process, uh, negotiated the opportunity. And so, you know, for instance, in Guyana, it's an amazing opportunity. The government owns the television station that originates. It originates in Georgetown and covers the entire country, and the cost is about four to five hundred dollars a month to put four broadcasts on a week, an hour long, and we'll cover the entire country. So then we went out as Christian Media International and started raising funds for that opportunity. And so we'll raise typically the funds that the missionary needs. Now sometimes they're so anxious they'll raise the money with us or. They will reach out to someone in the States that maybe would fund an opportunity like that. And so it works multiple ways. But, for instance, in Guyana, we've raised the funds. The man who, the the pastor that is there, 
is actually going to fly back to the United States into Atlanta, Georgia, spend a week in our studio, and we'll produce an entire year's worth of programming, which is primarily teaching or preaching, in our studio. And then by the time he gets back to Guyana, we'll already have it uploaded to the stations and begin airing that program around the country. Wow, that is absolutely incredible. We have missionaries that listen from all over the world. Could you give us an idea of what the countries are? You had mentioned 12 that you actively have a ministry with now. Sure. Um, right now we have, uh, I'll try to go through the 12. I don't have all of them in front of me, Bob, but mentally I'll kind of go through that list. Uh, in the country of Uganda, we have the country of Togo uh, that needs broadcasting. We have uh, the country of the Congo in Africa uh, that needs um, broadcasting. And then a lot in South America, Bolivia. Then we have Paraguay. We have Costa Rica. And then moving over into Asia, we have a need in Mongolia. We have a need in Germany. We have a need in Pakistan. We have a need in Syria. We have a need in Lebanon. And I'm not sure the rest off the top of my head, but um, if, if someone was interested, they could always email us, um, you know, go to sharecmi.com and find the contact there. And we'd be happy to share with them and talk you know, through any opportunities that they might have or that we might have for a national pastor or, or an American missionary. You have mobile studios that you had mentioned that you use. With those mobile studios, is that coming to the country where I am and working with a missionary or national pastors to get things recorded? Yes, we have that. We, we have the studio in Atlanta, so uh, oftentimes it's just as easy for someone to get to Atlanta, to our studio where we're already set up. Many times where the, a national pastor is where maybe they can't get into the U.S., we'll deploy a mobile studio and send out that mobile studio and set up for a week or two and record in a location. For instance, last year we went to Thailand, and then we brought in preachers from Thailand, Burma, Laos, and Cambodia, which three of those countries have a very difficult time getting into the U.S., but had an easy time getting into Thailand, and so we would bring them in, and then we had four preachers going around the clock producing programming in four different languages there. We also were on the ground in Romania uh, this past year, and were recording in Polish and Romanian and, uh, and a few other languages. So it really depends, and we kind of customize that journey. Uh, this year we're planning on taking a mobile studio to Pakistan, because it's very difficult to get someone from Pakistan into the U.S. But a lot of missionaries will make it a part of their, their furlough or while they're on deputation, if they know the language well, they'll stop off at our studios in Atlanta. We have uh, facilities there for them to stay in, so they don't have to worry about getting lodging or anything like that. And they'll stay there for a week. Or if they're preaching around that area, they may come in for furlough, stay with us for the week, and then head out on the weekends or something like that while producing programming. We do various training camps throughout the year. We do some for youth where we'll do a camp in the summertime specifically for youth. But then throughout the year, we do special days at churches around the country. So we'll typically facilitate three or four of those per year. You can find more about those on sharecmi.com. And it's a great place for a missionary to come in and learn more about it. Now, Another service we provide is we will go to a lot of the mission boards who have 
they'll have a, an annual meeting. And so if someone's on furlough, they'll go back to their, to their mission boards meeting. At many mission boards will go in and teach and train on how to use media throughout the year if they have an opportunity like that. So if you have a mission board that you feel this would be applicable to, feel free to connect us with them and we'd be happy to come in and train as many missionaries as possible. Now, I know that by you saying that the camp is available for young people, I don't know any missionaries that have kids, that their kids aren't interested in helping with that media aspect, whether it's the soundboard or doing a webcam or putting it on Facebook Live. So could you tell us a little bit more about what's available for the young people? Because I think we'd have a lot of missionary kids that would be interested in doing that as well. Sure. And when we do have many missionary kids that attend that camp, we have moved the camp to our our location in Atlanta during the summertime, and uh, they uh, can come in for an entire week uh, because we have noticed that much of the work that's going on in media, especially on the ground, is being done by the youth. So if we can help teach and train them and give them you know, a list of best practices, how to operate cameras, audio boards, editing, graphic design, web design, all of that, uh, then they can be an even more strategic help to to their family on the ground. And so they can get on our, our website, sign up online, inquire there, but it is always during the summertime for a week, and uh, we'd love to have as many missionary kids as, as possible. Just to finish up, how does a missionary get in contact with you if they want to learn more or want to discuss your needs in the areas where they are? Sure. I have a full-service team at sharecmi.com that you can get to. Uh, Share, that's S-H-A-R-E-C-M-I, the acronym for Christian Media International.com. That's the easiest way to get on, find out more about our ministry. Um, You can contact us on there. My personal email address is eddie, E-D-D-I-E, at sharecmi.com. You can email me directly. And then we have men... Uh, that are a part of the ministry that facilitate each facet. So I have a full technical team, so if you have technical questions, I typically direct them there. Um, if, it's a, if it's a scheduling um, process, then there's someone who handles that. If it's fundraising, there's someone that handles that. And we just have a full-service team that's built for this. We believe that God has called us to do this. And we also believe that media in our generation is a tool that can be used for bad or can be used for good. And we think it's a great opportunity to reach uh, this generation with the gospel, um, working in tandem with those missionaries, those boots on the ground. One last uh, illustration I use oftentimes when I'm presenting in, in churches or to Christian businessmen is that in any strategic initiative in any country, if you're looking at it from a military perspective, you first start with the, with the Air Force. You go in, it's kind of that shock and awe campaign to cover as much area as possible. You take out strategic targets, but then you really need those Marines, those Army forces that go in on the ground. And that's kind of how we see ourselves. We see ourselves aiding the local missionary uh, as they are the Marines. They're first in line, first in contact uh, on the ground there in their country. We can come in and provide that air support and coverage and then aid them in any way they need by bringing supplies, helping cover additional areas, so on and so forth. But if you have questions, the easiest thing is to jump on our website or send an email, and we would be happy to talk with any missionaries that that feel that this is a good option for them. 
Wow, what a great illustration of how your ministry works to help missionaries in the fields that God has called them to. Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time to explain it and making yourself available for further follow-up. We really appreciate it and looking forward to how God is going to use your ministry in the future. Thank you so much, and thank you for providing this resource for missionaries that I'm sure is very helpful to them, and I, I wish you the best as well. Thank you so much. Well, what can I say to finish up other than thank you? Over the past year and a half that we've spent with you, the podcast has been downloaded by missionaries in over 110 different countries, and we've had so much fun being with you. We've been able to learn so much from doing the podcast, and there's been so many awesome things shared on the show whether it be about how to raise a third culture kid, how to prepare for retirement, staying healthy on the field, how to stay safe, how to plant a church. Our guests have been so amazing and have made the podcast so much more than just somebody who wants to talk into a microphone. And not only them, but you, our listeners as well. Throughout the last year and a half, we have regularly received emails like this one. Dear Leland, my wife and I are young missionaries still on deputation, and these podcasts have helped us tremendously. Even just simply hearing the guest missionaries speak gives me joy knowing that there are missionaries that have made ministry their lives, and I'm humbled to know that I will get to serve alongside these great soldiers for Christ. The podcast is very well set up. It's exciting and efficient. It always offers needful advice for all modes of ministry. We're thrilled that somebody instituted this podcast. We've thoroughly enjoyed it. I just want to say thank you to so many people who have tuned in to make this podcast a success. But don't delete us just yet. Keep the line open. It's possible that from time to time, we may come across something that is just too incredible not to share with you all. The podcasts are also still going to be available online. So, for example, if you're ever passing through Indiana and need to know the name of that place that you heard about from our show that gives free clothes, tools, and supplies to missionaries, you'll know to go back and listen to the episode on Widow's Jar. Not to mention, recommend the podcast to other missionaries. They can still go back and listen to all of the episodes that we've done, and with certainty, there will be things out there that will be a big help to them. So check back every so often you may be surprised with what you'll find. Well, potentially for the last time, this is Leland Johnson saying thank you and God bless your ministries. Music.